0: For real though, I had no idea how strange this will be until I'm sat here now, um, leaning towards my microphone and trying to record this introduction (laughs) for my podcast. My name is Esther and this is Not For My Village People podcast. I'm not the only woman like I started with that has gone through miscarriage I'm not going to be the last I don't wish it upon my worst enemy you know the saying I don't wish it on my worst enemy but it, it happens it's something that would happen to you know I don't know what the statistics is now but I think it happens to a larger number of women a large number of women than we actually know My world changed. And no one knows how much I cried. I have cried or still crying about it. Remember my last episode? I said, I am broken, but I'm healing. I'm broken, but I'm healing. That's what I mean. I am still healing, despite the fact that I've got a testimony, baby. Before I carried the pain, I carried you and in my heart, I carry you still. You never arrived in my arms, but you will never leave my heart. Those are some of the quotes I found online regarding what I'm about to talk about tonight or today, whenever you're listening to this. And I guess my voice sounds a bit funny as well today because I'm a little under the weather, and I've been trying to shy away from recording this. I didn't mention in, I think, um, episode 11 that I wasn't ready to tell a particular story, But something changed my mind this morning, because one of you listeners, listening to my podcast and sort of, this lady knows me you know, she knows me personally, at least to an extent. She listened to one of the episodes, previous episodes that I've recorded. And she sent me a message this morning. She said, Esther, can I ask you something personal? And the personal question she asked me was about the story that I'm looking to tell today. Because she had just gone through it. It's not the first. She's not the first lady, rather, that would reach out to me to ask similar question even though before it happened to me i really never heard a lot about it from people that were sort of kind of close to me in my circle friends or acquaintances it was a a story i read about online it was always a story i read about in books, it was always a story I heard in a movie, watched on YouTube, saw, came across on Instagram while scrolling through. It was never a story that I heard about someone in my corner, someone next to me, someone close to me, but it feels like since it happened to me, I am starting to see how many of those stories are actually around me very close to home, but nobody just seems to want to talk about it. At least the people in my, the people that I, I feel like sometimes I do have access to and sometimes maybe I don't, but they know me, you know, people in the box of friendship and acquaintances. It's just that taboo, one of those taboo stories, you know, like people talk about, oh, you don't talk about money with friends. You don't talk about money with family. It's a very awkward situation to talk about money. I feel like this is one sad situation where everybody just don't talk about it because they believe, yeah. It's it's bad luck. It's bad news. I'm not the only woman like I started with that has gone through miscarriage. I'm not going to be the last. I don't wish it upon my worst enemy. You know the saying. I don't wish it up my on my worst enemy. But he it happens. It's something that would happen to, you know, I don't know what the statistics is now, but I think it happens to a larger number of women, a large number of women than we actually know. My world changed. And no one knows how much I cried. I have cried. Or still crying about it. Remember my last episode, I said, I am broken, but I'm healing. I'm broken, but I'm healing. That's what I mean. I am still healing. Despite the fact that I've got a testimony, baby, that I now hold, look into our eyes. It's something you you will heal from, but it takes time. You will never forget it. It's the 12th episode of Not For My Village People. And just like the name of this podcast say, please village people, turn this off right now and don't listen to it. <laughs> and if you're not a village people, if you are a crew on here and you don't you're not ready to face this you're not ready to think about it. This will bring some things that you don't want it to bring then please just skip this episode. Don't listen to it, which is why I've mentioned I'm going to be talking about miscarriage today. And like I read before, it's still the feeling, what I feel in from the inside of me. Before I carried the pain, I carried you. And in my heart, I carry you still. And yes, that's exactly how I feel. My world changed on April 1st, 2021. We have a daughter. At the time she was only four years old. She was three, actually. And it was about time. We're looking to have another, another newborn. And I'm one of those ladies, just like many ladies out there, you know? Um, I, I come across those memes on Instagram every now and again or once in a blue moon where it shows the picture of a lady and the picture of another, you know, someone else there. And the lady telling this person, I don't smoke. But she's holding a pipe of shisha. But because we don't we don't count shisha as smoking. Smoking is when you smoke an actual cigarette. Right. 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 Sisters, misters, who can relate. You don't smoke. Yeah, I'm that girl in that picture. I don't smoke. And the shisha we're talking about, the as smoking, since we now know it's also smoking, I have not, I didn't smoke last year. The year before, I didn't smoke shisha. And even the years before that, when I even smoked shisha, it was like a once in the blue moon thing when I maybe go out with friends and we're just trying to, you know, be a type of way and just a couple pops here and there. That's it. So I don't smoke and I will still say I do not smoke and I'm not an alcoholic. I don't wake up on Monday morning and open my bottle of vodka and, you know, take a shot and take another shot. I don't hide bottles in my bedroom. I'm not an alcoholic. But still, every now and again, I'm an occasional drinker. I'm an adult. For those that know me, they know I say that a lot. I'm an adult and that's one of the luxury of being an adult you can drink every now and again so occasionally i have a drink and sometimes because i'm a parent on a bad wednesday night after the little girl is in bed i can you know open a glass or a bottle and pour myself a glass and have a drink and go to bed i'm an adult but that does not still that still doesn't make me an alcoholic When you talk about helping another person or serving other people, yeah, you find me on that list. You should find me on that list. I serve. My mentors will tell you. I'm not talking about a mentor. My mentors will tell you I serve. Because I'm a big believer, you put out there what you want back. I want to be served at a particular time, at a point in my life as well. So I serve, I p- pay forward what I want back to myself. And I'm a Christian. I've always said it. I am a Christian. I'm not just a church going Christian, I'm a Christian that knows how to love my God because I know He loves me unconditionally. I have my quiet periods, my quiet time with my God. I read my Bible. I pray to God. Maybe not the best of all prayer warriors, but I'm a worshiper. Yes, I am a worshiper. I love to sing praises and worship and connect with my God on that level when it comes to songs. That's me. So I'm a child of God. And in my own world, I would say I'm a definition of a good person as well. Even if I can say that myself, I don't wish bad on another person. I don't wish evil on another person. I want the best for people around me. And I know my friends can say that about me as well. So I'm a good person. I'm a child of God. I'm not a smoker. I'm not an alcoholic. And I don't do drugs. Now, children don't do drugs. I don't do drugs. I'm just putting all of this out there because those were part of the things I questioned about myself when the sad situation happened on the 1st of April just a day after one of the most important days of my life where I celebrate annually if you know me you know I'm always celebrating the 31st of March annually it's a special day to me so I celebrate it every year but a day after We'd been pregnant for 21 weeks at this point. And just coincidentally, the midwife had booked us in for, you know, the gender check just a day after my regular annual ceremony. And we were driving to to the hospital. And I seven miles when just, you know, battling around. And, I want a boy, I want a girl. What do you want? Would you want a girl? Just like every other couple, isn't it? You know? It's something good, it's something happy, it's something we want. We want we want we wanted a, a sibling for our daughter. Because at this point, she will come back from school and demonstrate in front of the both of us when we finish working all the time, playing with our teddies, playing with our toys and then calling them sisters, make a train out of a teddy and Barbies or soft toys and the owls, and then call them sister, brother, sister, brother, sister, brother. And just saying it indirectly, but not particularly pointing at us that, you know what guys, you know, you guys need to get the work going. We, I need a sibling. I'm tired of being alone. (laughs) and for those that know me and my husband we're just we're actually not really like that type of you know very so we're we're social (laughs) we love people we love other people but yeah every now and again I think we love the comfort of our own house even more than we love going to people (laughs) so yeah so sometimes you find us staying in the house more than normal people should in our hair in you know in people that in their 30s should be doing it should be out and about doing and trying stuff. But yeah, maybe we don't do that a lot in my house. So my, daughters will, my daughter will, yeah, my daughter at the time. She will say it indirectly and directly to us that, guys, get me a sibling, someone to talk to in this house. You guys are boring. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, on this beautiful day, everybody knew I was pregnant by now. I was showing I'm a big girl. For those of you that know me, I'm a big girl. You know, I've got the right the curves curves in the right places at least I think I do <laughs> um so if you're pregnant and you're a curvy girl people will know quick a lot you know a lot quicker than any other so I, I was I was showing my face was you know rounder in the right places as expected and as you just have to see me and that's it you're like oh congratulations we're expecting a little one I've been getting a lot of that by this time but well, we got to the hospital on this particular day because obviously, I'm that girl, one of those misses with the rule. We have to go to the hospital together to do every checks when I'm pregnant. We did that for our first, and we're gonna do that for any other pregnancy. So we, it was, it was a routine. It was the right thing. We were going together, so we're there together waiting until we got called in, and while we're waiting to hear the gender. Of our, you know, our new blessings from above. It wasn't a gender reveal. It was a panic of I'm sorry. I still hear the word every now and again. I'm sorry there's no hard bit. It, it sounded like Chinese to me. I don't know what that means. I lost the meaning for English language that day. It... I'd never hear anything like that before. I don't think I even paid that much attention to movies when they acted scenes of a woman having miscarriage, and it was from when they went to the hospital to get scanned, or and the sonographer was telling sonographer was telling them, no, those are not the scenes I've seen. And when I read about those women that gone through miscarriages one way or the other on Instagram. It it wasn't that type of story. It was, you wake up, they wake up and maybe there is blood or, you know, maybe an accident or whatnot. It it was different. It wasn't that they were there. I didn't know. I just didn't. I was, I was, I was just clueless. I didn't know that was a thing. It wasn't a thing. (laughs) But now in the last couple months, and since then, it appears that actually is a thing. It actually is a thing. I'm sorry, there is no outbid. She said it and she said it over and over again while myself and my husband held each other and praying we were in a bad dream. It was a nightmare. I'm going to try and not do what it works. It's going to be hard, a little bit hard we're going to get through this recording and I'm not going to make it too long. So at least. But this is me talking about life after a loss. It could be anything, anyone to, uh, different people. I've never lost anyone before. This was my first experience of a, a part of me. A part of me died that day. And we asked for, for her to check again, check again. Must be hiding somewhere. Check again, check again, check again. But after a while, they'll move you to another floor. Where then those that would attempt, healthcare professionals will attempt to console you. I called my mom immediately. While we're still downstairs, we were not even, we would not been moved yet. I was just calling like, mom, start speaking in tongues. Tell me it's a joke. Tell me this is a dream. And my mom was like, no. And obviously she started, you know, she started speaking in tongues on the phone and praying. And putting calls through to obviously all of the pastors she knows. Yes, I'm from that kind of family. We're believers. We know there is God and we know the God we serve is a living God. I've got a big sister who is my best friend that she knows lots of pastors too. <laughs> so, and my dad is a is a new born again Christian Um, in his old age that is so so. You know when you just get born again ooh Ooh, the prayers are different, you know, some of you are now, you know, some of you are fancy praying Christians, but when you're new to Christ, you pray, sisters, misters. Yeah, that's my dad. He was actually there at the birth of my first daughter. And I remember in the corridor while I was in the labor room, he was just tearing everything apart with prayers and speaking in tongues. I called hear him and I'm thinking, why in the hospital? We're not at home. Like, can we just try and hide our true self and pretend to be, you know, <laughs> a type of way? He was just praying and screaming and, and just doing it. If you know any African, Nigerian, Christian, just picture how he was praying. (laughs) Yeah, that was what my dad was doing when I had my first daughter. So just, I knew my parents were praying for me. And like I said, I'm a, I'm good people. Bad things should not happen to good people. My world, as I knew it, changed that day. Before I carried the pain, I carried you. And in my heart, I carry you still. It dawned on me after everything was, you know, after everything was over. This was actually a baby, not a miscarriage. I don't know if you've ever heard or read about miscarriage. So miscarriage is, um, uh, miscarriages, pregnancies below 20 weeks are referred to as miscarriages. But, when it's more than 20 weeks, it's just still burn. So it's a baby. Yeah, it's a baby and I had to had to give birth to the baby boy. One of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. But the good thing was I, I never knew I was loved. I knew it was, people liked me, but I didn't know. How much until this bad thing happened? Maybe I knew, but I, I, I didn't think I didn't think it was like this. People were there. Ooh. People were there. My friends, you know, everybody showed up. Everybody it turned up like it was the support was real. It was surreal. So it was so real. And me being in the place I, I, you know, I am with everything I do out there, coaching, inspiring, impacting lives, helping people transition and stuff. Even my personal development community, they all knew I was pregnant and expecting at the time. And I had to send out this long ass message to tell them, okay, we were expecting, we're no longer expecting. just to let. I did that, I think it was the same day I did it. I did it the same day just to get it out of the way. And you can imagine. The calls the text messages, the, the the inspirational messages, the the motivational messages people were sending to me and you know trying to console me and advise and question. I had one person ask me. She said, "Has this ever happened before? Is this something you probably maybe you've had several miscarriages before and this da, 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 da and you know maybe there are some things you needed to do and and I was, I was thinking. I didn't even know this was a thing, like I said, I didn't even know this was a thing, like I said before, my life changed, my life as I knew it changed that very season. But the thing about miscarriage is we we all deal with it differently. I know I remember I I reached out to, um, after a while, all I was thinking about, actually, all I was thinking about that that period was the shame. How will I, what will I say when I go to church? What will I say when people see me, people that saw me pregnant before, how I just wanted to be pregnant the next day, like literally, literally after the baby was out, when after, after giving birth to the baby, I just wanted to be pregnant again, just to hide the shame, I did the calculations, like, you know, they will just, they they will never know what happened, you know, I just need to get pregnant, right, right away, my husband wasn't keen, he was just like, like, ill, like, that was the very first day, by the way, I saw my husband cry, yeah, at the time, we'd been married for 2021 this year we've been married for 11 years this year so 2021 was um, nine years nine years and that was the very first time I would see my husband cry or when they brought the baby for us to see I remember my mom saying now this is something she's never been through she'd never been through it before this is this is something that you now know more about than I will ever do. You are my elder when it comes to this. you know like you you you've been through this very heartbreaking, heart-wrenching situation. and obviously, because it happened, everything you flip through on Instagram, on even on LinkedIn everything, everywhere will start to show you a lot of miscarriage stories. For whoever is going through that right now, right about now, and most especially the lady that sent me a message this morning that confirmed to me that it was time to tell my story, that I didn't know it was, you know, I didn't feel it was time. When she asked me, she listened to one of the episodes and she asked, I said, how did you manage? How did you deal with The situation when it happened to you two years ago. Because she's just going through hers. Sisters. Please give yourself time to grieve. And we all cope with loss differently. I've never known loss until that period. Some people know loss. Before they actually have a miscarriage. And please seek support. If you need support seek support from friends from family accepted i had a friend i had a friend i have a friend we're still friend and god bless her and her family she will just show up i'm on my way i'm just checking on you but she will just show i was in the neighborhood never in the neighborhood she lives about 30 minutes away from me but she will show up and I didn't know I needed someone around until she showed up I had my sister living with me at the time so every now and again I still see how swollen my sister's eyes was and the tears running through our face when she came because we'd left in the morning to the hospital and we didn't get back until pretty late um, pretty late, and obviously the news had spread at this time because I'd caught mom, and you know everybody was, you know, and she was still there, just sitting there crying. Uh-huh, heart is out. This friend of mine will just, she was, she was, she was always there. She would turn up. I didn't know how she managed. It. She's, she had a job, she had family around, but she would always stand up. She just knocks at the door. It's not like I can take, get away from here. I, I'm not opening the door, but she will just show up. I hope for you sisters that you have wonderful loving people in your life like that and and please don't because we actually do have wonderful loving people in our lives but they really don't know how to handle situations like this because they've never been in it before so I pray God gives you the understanding to know that During this period, those that are there, God has blessed them with the wisdom to be there for you. That's why they are there. And those that can't be there for you, I am hoping you can hold on to the good times you had before your situation happened to believe and trust that they love you still. Not everybody has the ability to support someone through loss. So please forgive. And just appreciate those God has blessed with the wisdom to be there for you. It's very important for you to have people to talk to and those that can offer comfort during this difficult time. So I hope you find those people that God has blessed with the wisdom. I had another friend. Whenever she showed up, she would, I it was re- clear she wasn't saying nothing to start with. She just was there. She just was present to listen. And then I would say, and I would talk and talk and talk without realizing that was what I needed. I didn't even realize it was what I needed. Obviously, I did a lot of my waterworks. Days I couldn't get out of bed. But days that I got up because of my schedule. The immediate timetable on my calendar was cleared. But then I had to, yeah, I had to get back out there. I had to do something I loved so much so I could... try and come out of the umbrella of the sad situation that I was going through. But it's very important, sisters, take care of yourself during this period as well. Get plenty of rest. Eat well and encourage. encourage just eat well and engage in activities. Engage in activities. Do something. Hopefully, you have people that can pull you out of the house Yeah. My friends had a lot of dinners set up, and you know, and until I left the house before I realized I actually needed it, I didn't know I needed a lot of the things that it made me do when they called. but when they did, if it filled that that gap, that pain gap in my life at that particular period. Like I said, all I wanted to do was just get pregnant again. I just needed to be pregnant again. And I got pregnant again. You'd be surprised only four weeks after the incident. Not because I, what was in my mind, or maybe, maybe it was, was replacing the very beautiful child that just left, that just lost. But I wanted to cover the shame of it all. I needed another reason to hold on to. So I remember checking four weeks exactly later and I wasn't pregnant. And I cried about that. Bless my sister. She would wake up in the morning and just stand at the edge of the corridor. From the edge of the corridor, you could actually see my room. And she would peep into it. She would say, good morning. And I can count how many times she said that good morning. And because I'd been up all night, I couldn't sleep. When I opened my, my my mouth to answer a good morning, I was just bawling my eyes out again. I was in tears, just cried. And then she would come closer and then hug me. Give me a tight hug. I really still don't know even how my husband um, potentially, you know, got through it. We have a blessing testimony now. We have destiny. And, but, Maybe because the baby was actually in my own body. It was a different type of feeling. But I never left. One thing I never did did, did during that period was I never left God. Not for a minute, not for a second. Even when I had to go and give birth to the baby, I was playing Joel Austin. I was praying playing worship songs. I was, you know, I had to stay in that realm of positivity. You need that, sisters. This is not me advising anybody going through right now. This is me just telling my story, which frees me a lot more. This is my own therapy, by the way. This not for my village people podcast, is my therapy. We all have different ways of healing. The ability to tell my story and you know, I give God all glory and praise that me just coming here gibbering and jabbering behind my blue yeti microphone is helping a lot. Is helping people. I thought you know one person will not connect to it, but at this point now my the podcast had been downloaded hundreds of times now. So I'm I'm really grateful to you guys. You're listening to those of you that are sending me messages and telling me your story. One person wrote almost about three to four pages of our own version of I have come a long way remember the last episode I think it was episode 10 um that what I was talking about you know I've come a long way she wrote our own version and she sent it to me she said you inspired this after listening to your story it made me realize even though I'm not where I want to be yet and should i talk about those that have called me that have had the opportunity to actually give me a call and you know share their stories with me as a result of one episode or the other they've listened to another lady the other day she she sent me a message she said i want to she said you're all all each and every one of your episodes it's like my story and she wanted to meet for us to have a chat about it and we we met and it was waterworks so I'm I'm grateful to God that this is helping you like I said it's not new I am not the first person that's been through a miscarriage or will be the last person and I'm not the first person that you know that you whatever the case may be but this is your reminder you clicking into this particular episode today and if you have happened to have been through this or you know someone going through this right now, hopefully some of the things I'm saying will help you support them or will help you manage your current situation. Take care of yourself, sisters. Consider counseling. I know you, you, you're you probably still blaming yourself. People are probably blaming you you. They might not even be, it might just be in your head, because I thought a lot about people saying, she's always working, that's why. Maybe they never actually said it, maybe they did. She doesn't rest. She doesn't know how to rest. I heard a lot of those little tiny voices come to me then that this is what people are saying about you now. It's your fault, Esther. It's your fault. You lost that baby. Now I know it's not. Because I know the God I serve always want the best for me. So it wasn't my own best interest. It's not a good thing that happened but it was in my own best um, interest because now I have this beautiful, healthy looking baby. Very, you know, and I'm grateful to God because I'm able to carry my testimony. The lady that reached out to me this morning, she said, now, because I know what you went through before. When I see you happy now, it inspires me. It encourages me, which is why I knew, you know, it's time to tell this story. To potentially help more than one person out there. And consider counseling. If you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer on, you, you can't do it yourself. Don't try and do things, do it alone. Counseling differs, you know, there are different types of counseling. Your friends coming around can be counseling. Your family members coming around can be counseling. Your prayer group can be count, your counseling. Reading a book can be counseling. Journaling can be counseling. whatever, whatever works for you, please do it because it's different for everybody. It's different for everybody. And it's very, very important for you to know that it's possible for you to have a healthy pregnancy after a miscarriage. Unfortunately for me, I got pregnant right after, but I lost it again on the 24th of August. And the second pregnancy, it was at 13 weeks. Exact. I remember knowing when I when I lost the pregnancy. I felt it. Oof. That's one thing about women's buddy. If you have a woman, Mister, if you're listening to to this and you're a mister, please. Oh, love and adore your missus. Every time you are supposed to, anyways. <laughs> but when they are carrying. A life in them it's not easy everything they say they're feeling even though it feels unreal it sounds unrealistic to you please respect it and just love them unconditionally throughout this period support them and be there for them please just do that i knew at the minute it happened i knew it i felt it boof i felt it in me I was sat down in front of my computer. I was, I was working. I was at work. I felt it when it happened. I did. And I screamed and called my husband and my sister rushed to me. They both rushed to me. Because at this time, with the second pregnancy, every day was still very panicky for me. I was nervous all through. And I was very worried. I was always on the phone with midwives saying, oh, I felt this, I felt that, I felt this, I felt that. Because I just bring through something. And I didn't want to lose this one. I wanted this one. I wanted it so bad. I wanted it. So I was really, I was, I was taking my time. I was resting more. I was doing everything that you're supposed to do. Not that I didn't do it before. I was doing extra of it now, but now I'm I'm just that minute, that moment, I just lost it now again. And I didn't want to stand up. And when they came to my husband and my sister came, what's wrong? What's wrong? I said, I said, I'd lost it. The pregnancy is gone. They said, How do you know? And like, how do you know? I said, I know, I know. I don't want to stand up. If I stand up, everything will be coming down through my body. And I'm sorry if this is too much for someone. (laughs) Everything will and they said, Well, how would you know? I said, I want to go and pee, but I don't want to because I know if I go and pee, I know what will happen. And like, but you can't just sit there all day and not stand up. I'm like, I will sit. If this will keep it with me, if if that was a solution. Sisters, misters, if it was a solution for me to sit on that chair that day for the rest of the six months, I would have sat there. I would have, yeah, (laughs) I would have sat there and not move just for the baby to be real. But then they they asked me to stand and I stood up and I went to the toilet and I felt it drop and I knew it. That was it. And back to back, you know, it was just falling through me. I'm sorry if this is too much, but I just needed to do this today. (laughs) And I was crying and shaking. Crying and shaking. At this time, the second pregnancy, I didn't even tell a lot of people. I was obviously just, you know, keeping to myself and open this one state with me. And bad things don't happen. And the village people don't have their (laughs) ways. Yeah. If someone you know is going through a miscarriage right now. I hope you have the knowledge and understanding to offer them support and empathy during this difficult time. Listen to them. Sometimes all they need is listening. Just, Just an extra here just li- let them just listen to them allow them to talk about their feelings sometimes it will be weird i know <laughs> i know some of the weird things i said then it was during the loss of my pregnancies it was during the loss i realized you know what death is rest you think you are living and y- y- you find want to find rest like, i was saying it a lot then and they were worried about me people were worried about me like what are you talking about that is rest that is rest that is rest But yet then it was just because at that period I knew. And that is the only time we can rest. There's always something we're running after, something we're chasing, something we're working towards. But when you're dead, there is nothing you're working towards anymore. Life as you know, it is gone. So please listen to their crazy thoughts, to their crazy feelings. They just need to pour it out if you can help them with anything practically, like that, my friend, she will come, she'll get in the kitchen, make me my food, do the dishes. Like she doesn't have her own house and her children and her husband. I had a lot of them actually, you know, will pop in here, do stuff and just help me around and remind me not to, you know, overdo it because I was working. Like I said, I found healing in my working, in coaching and all of that stuff. Be present with them as well. Sometimes just being there. It's all that they need. Just be there. Just another person in the room. Show empathy. Acknowledge that they've lost someone. Don't make it like it never happened. It happened. They know it happened. So don't, don't behave like it never happened. And please avoid unsolicited advice now it might be hard especially if you've got friends that are that you're very close to and all of that stuff again like i said i pray the people around you have the wisdom the knowledge to help you through the season of your life if you are listening to this and you are going through anything anything similar to this while I was going through what I was going through, I think on the on the thirty first of August, after a few days, couple days after the second miscarriage, I came across something on Instagram on on LinkedIn, not Instagram, LinkedIn. And this was what it this is this is this is what I came across that made me understand those that are unable to be there for me right now it's because you just don't have the ability. But I wish I wished I communicated this um other time just let me read through it and you you hear what I mean as my days look to increase and I integrate back into the team I wanted to share what I would find helpful when you see me so you can take this on board as well if you know someone that has gone through miscarriage um, and you're trying to get back out there and be back in the society please be patient I'm not the same person as when I left for maternity leave. Please talk to me. Not talking just isolates me further. I feel like a, a, a few of the people that I expected will talk to me then that didn't have the knowledge to or of what to say to me or how to support me then. And they just it it, it made, because of that it affected our relationship. And I don't think we're back where we were before it happened which is just what reveals to me a lot more that I'm a different person now after what I've been through in 2021. Please talk to me. Not talking just isolates me further. Please don't act like nothing has happened. It's hurtful to me as I've gone through so much. Don't feel bad if I cry. It's not because of you or what you've said. It's because I'm living through a trauma every movie, every book, every post i came across then that had to do with a loss or the other it was what it works for me at the time <laughs> don't hold back happy news don't because of what i'm going through do you know? like if they, don't because of that not tell them about your happy situations don't let them go and hear about it elsewhere i still enjoy someone else's success or life news which is why i really appreciate the fact that i had coaching at the time and My clients that did not know what I was going through, they were able to share the success stories and wins with me without thinking or feeling the type of way. They could still reach out to me for help and support while I was receiving help and support from some other people, but it made me feel useful at the time and didn't make me feel like the loss I had been through, the pain, the heart wrenching situation I was going through, i snatched away a lot of the happy things in my life. So I was happy. So whatever that is for you, you may not understand it as your friends, that they, they want to go back to work. They want to go back to this. They want to go back to that. It might be what is giving them. This bad situation has already taken so much from them. And knowing that it did not take coaching. It did not take my ability to impact life, to help people transition, to motivate, to inspire people knowing that it didn't take that away from me was a very safe place for me to stay and live in at the time the last part of the stuff I saw on of, of the note I saw on LinkedIn said be kind and considerate as you really do not know what life has planned or what someone is quietly going through this is my you know this is this is if it was never a motto for me this is it now this is it now. If I hadn't ever been unkind to you at any point in my life when you've met me or whatnot, I doubt it. But if if for one reason or the other I'd said the wrong thing at the right time or the you know, at the wrong time or whatnot. Now I take my time to respond. I think I'm learning. I'm very, very intentional about it now. I don't know what well you're in. I don't know what pitch you're going through. I don't know the demons you're dealing with right now. So it takes me time to react to whatever. And whoever is unkind to me at any given time of my life now since this situation, I just look at them. I look at it different. It's more like, a, oh, she might be fighting our demons or she might be going through a hell right now. It's not an excuse, but for me right now, it's where I put people that I feel like they are a type of way. Like, do you know what? It's okay not to be okay. We say that, but do we really mean that? It's okay not to be okay. It's okay not to be okay means sometimes some people will be a type of way to you. It doesn't mean that's the kind of person they are is just because of the L they're going through right now. And a level of emotional intelligence is not there for them to be able to demarcate or break, you know, distinguish between how and when to react. So be kind to people. You don't know what they're going through especially a lot of my sisters that have been through this situation and have never had the courage to discuss it or talk about it to anybody. Respect their privacy as well. Miscarriage can be a very private and personal experience. So respect people's privacy and only share their story with others if they've given you the permission to do so. I eventually found out I was pregnant again in January 2022. And oh my goodness. Did I want it? Did we want it? We had a conversation and we were like, you know, we, uh, we're not ready to go through any heartbreak anymore. And I remember the doctor saying to us, don't worry, nature will take its course. So every day, every hour, every week, and every month, for the whole of 39 weeks before I had my beautiful seven months old now, I was in the cloud of nature will take its course. Because at this time my body had gone through a lot of trauma. It wasn't an healthy appetite for any human or child of futures, it wasn't. So the doctors were sure I would miscarry. So I stayed inside a lot. Because I didn't know when it would happen. It wasn't particularly that I was hiding. And I obviously, you know what, maybe hiding as well. Because I wasn't ready to tell people again, oh yeah, I'm not pregnant again. I wasn't ready. So even the closest of clothes, it was hard for me. Before I could even tell my family members. Let alone friends. Let alone acquaintances. Let alone, you know, I feel like, Even most people just saw me have a baby. They didn't know I was pregnant. It was what I needed. And because obviously every day I woke up, it was another day of maybe today is when nature will take its course. And every night when I go to bed, maybe it's going to be tomorrow. It's a hard thing to go through. And live through or live by. Like I said, my world, my life changed. On the 1st of April 2021, my life as I knew it changed. That day, that year, I am a different person. If you knew me before then, I am a different person now. Trauma has changed me. Trauma broke me. Life humbled me. I am healing. I am grateful to God. For the blessings of the newborn. And like I said before. It is possible. For sisters listening to this right now. That you've been through it. And you're yet to carry your own testimony. It is possible to have a healthy pregnancy. After a miscarriage. And many women go on to have successful pregnancies in the future. So it is possible. And here is my prayer for you. Revelation chapter 21, verse four says, he will wipe away every tear from your eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. The former things have passed away. before i carried the pain i carried you and in my heart i carry you still sending you all love hugs peace and wisdom to go through the season if you happen to be going through this thank you to all the lovely wonderful amazing people that helped me on my journey to healing that are still helping me That are still supporting me. That are still reaching out to me. I love you all. And God bless you. This is Not For My Village People. Episode 12. Thank you guys. Bye for now.